Welcome to church. Thank you for being part of church today again. It's going to be an awesome time. Now, before we step into today's service, I want to share with you, for those of you who are joining us for the first time, or maybe you're watching this on YouTube for the first time, we ran, we ran it up a series last month called Rain in Life. Where it's a five-part series. In fact, I would like to give it to you as a gift if you would just you can send an email to our church light at the lighthouse.org i want to give it to you as a gift because it was absolutely loaded now traditionally reigning in life I, I will have taken it from romans 5 romans chapter 5 verse 17 where god says that those who have received the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in this life as a king which means um, god wants us to reign as a king god wants us to have a mindset mindset of royalty Traditionally, that's the way I would preach that message, where I would focus a lot on the grace of God. I would focus a lot on the gift of righteousness. But that message that we preached last week and uh, last month, the Lord didn't lead me towards that. The Lord led me to focus more around, around prayers, around making decrees, around how decrees is the way through which the believers ought to rule in this life essentially god essentially put in my heart to share with my family that you know we have to speak and utter words out of our mouths like a king would at any point in time now you agree with me if you face a life-threatening situation it's absolutely a bit difficult right to um, see what god says especially when you when you're faced with boisterous winds that's what happened to peter Peter was walking on water when he said to the Lord, Lord, bid me come. The Lord said, yeah, come. Jesus Christ would not say he should not come because he said to Christ, if you are the Christ, bid me come. Since he's the Christ and he is asking if you are the Christ, bid me come, he had to come, right? But when Peter started to walk on water, the Bible says he looked at the boisterous wind and he began to sink. You know, you might be in a situation right now where you have you're facing a challenging situation it might be you don't have money to pay for your rent or pay for your mortgage or the house is about to be foreclosed or you might have a debilitating report from the doctors and they told you there's no cure there's no way out or you might be facing with you might be faced with panic attacks or anxiety whatever challenges you may be facing right now those challenges represent what the boisterous wind that Peter faced and the reason why Peter began to sink in the boisterous wind was when he, when he faced the boisterous wind was because he was looking at the wind. So when we look, when we focus our attention and our energy on the things that are not working in our lives, those things will overwhelm us. Do you know why? Energy goes where attention goes or energy flows where attention goes. So last week we ran up that whole series and I preached on the topic called God prays for us or when God prays for us. I said, when God prays for us, what is he going to pray? God is going to pray the word over you. God will not pray anything contrary to what he has declared in his word over you. So when God prays for you, he will pray his word over you. And the Bible says, the spirit himself helps us to pray when we don't know what to pray, when we don't know how to pray, when we are so tired, overwhelmed to pray, the spirit himself helps us to pray. Isn't it wonderful that we have the Holy Spirit who is always helping us to pray? Isn't it also wonderful that we have Jesus? The Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 7 verse 24 to 25 that Christ ever lives today. 
to pray for us. What is he praying for for us about? He's praying for us to succeed. So if you are desirous or to see a change in your in your situation or a change in things that might come across your path in the future, I want you to go back and watch the message and pay attention to the fact that the Lord himself prays for you. In heaven, you have got cover. And on the earth, you are not disadvantaged. So whichever way the pendulum swings, brother and sister, I say to you, you are blessed and highly favored. You are coming out on top. Praise God forevermore. Now, the Lord gave me a new message for the month of August. That message is titled, Bearing You Up on Eagle's Wings. You know, an eagle is a special bird. It's a peculiar bird. Among all the birds that God, God, God created, the eagle is the king of the birds. An eagle has many attributes. The eagle can see things from afar off. And God used the, the analogy of a bird, of the eagle bird, as a way in which he bears us up. So this month, the Lord is giving me a word to share with you on how he's going to intervene in your situation, how he's going to bear you up on eagle's wings, how you are going to rise in this life right by the unction of the holy spirit you know the eagle rises up up above the normal level of normal birds so god is actually saying to you in this month you are going to rise above the the above the normal limits of humans praise god forevermore if you get if you're as excited as i am let's go into the message and i'll be seeing you soon god bless you Mercies ever flowing, compassions are new every morning. Salvation was given to us, so I say, my soul waits for Him. My soul.
spirit of the living God spirit of the living God spirit of the living God the one who prays for us with groanings that cannot be uttered wonderful Jesus our Lord our God our Savior you are the one who is still alive today praying for us you are praying for us to succeed you are praying for us to prosper Lord we come this morning to share your word to fellowship together may we have konoina this morning in the name of Jesus may your words go out of my mouth seamlessly effortlessly may every analogy used resonate with someone in the situation where they have found themselves in the name of Jesus may someone live here today with the boldness of a lion with the humility of a dove may someone live here today with the audacity the audacity of an ego in the name of Jesus this month you have told us you are bearing us upon ego's wings Lord therefore oh Lord as baby eaglet or as an eaglet Lord Father Lord we rest ourselves in the paws and the wings of the mother ego of the papa ego that you are thank you so much for what you are gonna do this morning may we be transformed may our minds be renewed above all may your name be glorified we thank you we give you praise in jesus name we pray hallelujah hallelujah welcome to church i'm so delighted to have you today before we step into the service i just want to give a couple of announcements number one we have communion service today at 3 30 p.m communion service we run it every first sunday we start the month with the communion and the communion is a, is a meal that the lord mandated or instructed us to partake of so that we can remind ourselves about the finished work of jesus christ and above all we can remind ourselves that the lord jesus is coming back again praise god so we're going to be having communion today 3 30 p.m uk time if you can make it please join us on zoom you will see the description at the bottom of this video the other thing i want to mention is that next week i am going to be hosting the metamorpho the metamorpho uh, talk show where we deep dive on topics that are kind of difficult to unravel all right the lord will help us to talk about them uh, we have some topics that i did not finish last week so i'm going to be finishing those next week so please come to church wednesday next week at six uh, six uh, six o'clock in the evening and then we're going to be talking about it's usually 6 to 7 p.m uk time so i'm going to be looking forward to to meet you there god bless you and finally uh, the youth camp for those that are registered we are going to be reaching out to you this week we are started to put things in place uh in getting ready for those children that are going to be coming it's going to be an awesome time uh you know the youth camp for this year this year it's not going to be as big as we we plan it but it's still going to be awesome we're going to teach your children about god about the mind about entrepreneurship and so on and so forth so again if you are not if you have not yet registered i implore you after this week we cannot take any more people all right thank you so much for listening to that now i want to go into the message that the lord gave me the lord gave me a message titled born on ego's wings or i will bear you up on ego's wings you know whichever way you want to uh, pan it out the key thing is the lord is ready to bear you up on ego's wings all right let's get ready to bear you up on ego's wings and now where did this test come from um so i was they meditating and just pondering on the lord and think asking god what is the direction of travel for this month and the lord gave me a word and said i will bear you up on ego's wings now this phrase i will bear you up on ego's wings came from exodus chapter 19 verse 4. now over the next couple of weeks i don't know how long this message is going to last for maybe two weeks or three weeks possibly three weeks um, i'm going to be sharing something with you relating the life the lives of the children of israel and relating that back to you now as a new covenant believer what it means for you so in order to understand this um, passage i will bear you up on eagle's wings let's go back to the text where it was it was extracted from i'm going to start from exodus chapter 19 uh, verses 1 to 6 that's what i'm going to read but the main focus is verse 4 itself in the third month after the children of israel had left the land of Egypt the very same day 
they came into the wilderness of Sinai or Sinai when they moved out from Rephidim they came to the wilderness of Sinai or Sinai and they camped there Israel camped at the base of the mountain of Sinai Moses went up to God on the mountain and the Lord called to him from the mountain saying this is what God said say these to the house of Jacob and tell the Israelite God says to Moses tell them the following things I'm about to tell you and what did God say you should tell them God said to him to him to, to Moses to tell the children of Israel you have seen what I did to the Egyptians you have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I carried you on eagles wings and brought you to myself you have seen that okay verse 5 now therefore if you in fact obey my voice and keep my covenant that is my agreement then you shall be my own special possession and treasure from among all peoples of the world for all the earth is mine says the Lord and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation set apart for my purpose these are the words that you shall speak to the Israelites so God says to God says to Moses Moses tell these people to remember the following things number one you remember don't forget you have seen with your own eyes what I did to the Egyptians that's the first thing God wants them to remember number two God wanted them to remember how he had carried them on eagle's wings number three God wanted them to remember how he has brought them to himself and the purpose of bringing them to himself is then expanded in verse 5 that says you are meant to be my own special people special treasure from among the people you are made to be a kingdom of priests a holy nation set apart for my purpose now i don't want you to forget this verse 5 here what god is saying god says in in this text if you in fact obey me verse 5 then you shall be my own special people i got a question for you i got a question for you why did god state this sentence in this text were they not already his people why will he say to them if you in fact obey me you shall be my own special possession if you obey my voice and keep my covenant my agreement you shall be my own special people essentially it's almost like when you read it on the surface of it, it's almost like god is saying if you obey me and keep my commandment that is when you then will become a special person a special treasure you know a kingdom of priests and a holy nation and the question that should come to your mind and should be coming to your mind if you are a student of the Bible is they were already his people when they because when God told Moses God said to Moses I have had the cry of my people and he said to Moses tell go tell Pharaoh let my people go all right so God already declared them his people they were already his people even before he made this statement so what was the purpose of this sentence where well, the purpose of this sentence essentially the way to look at it is god is saying if you want to experience what it means to be my own special person if you want to experience what it means to be a kingdom of priests if you want to experience what it means to be a holy nation set apart for my purpose if you want to experience what it means to be uh, as my own special possession and my own special treasure that word treasure by the way is the word segula in the greek i know what it means it means the king's wealth the king's wealth which is the wealth that a king has that is a special wealth that is kept somewhere that other people cannot get there so essentially it is not something that is put in a place where it can be trodden upon or it can be looked down upon it's a special treasure that is kept somewhere god says to them if you want to experience that being a special treasure a special possession of mine if you want to experience being a kingdom of priests then what you need to do is obey what I say to you right 
and what keep my covenant so god essentially is saying it's not saying if you obey me that's when you will become my people because they are already his people it's essentially saying to experience the life that i have for you the best that i have for you listen to what i have to say you know under the new covenant it's not different it's not different i told you a story about my life when i became debt free and god said to me i was holding on to the debt i didn't want to pay because i didn't have enough cash and god said to me you didn't pay because you were looking to your own bank account and you say oh man i don't have enough money i'll just leave it to later he said but to me i'm your source i'm your source and i'm able to pay this he said, the reason why you are not making any effort is because you are looking at your own pocket as the means by which you are going to pay for this but i am your source and then god gave me instruction and said write the checks put them in the bible pray over them and just wait for me to do what i gotta do and i told you within three to four months all the debts got paid off by god's miraculous power now that was an instruction given to me and when the thing happened you know what god told me god says to me your breakthrough is on the other side of obedience now please try and understand this here god is not saying it's not moving in my life uh, unless i obey no he's saying because jesus christ already obeyed me that is god god just has already obeyed god and he has received from god all of the promises of god remember we spoke about last week in second corinthians we, said, we spoke about the fact that all of the promises of god they have received a yes in jesus so because christ already obeyed god and he has received a yes to all of god's promises those promises are already ours but god will give you an instruction to ensure that those promises can materialize or they can uh, come to light in your own life and that is where the obedience is when we obey the instruction given to us to be able to lay hold on what is already ours then we can enjoy it another way to look at it is this is that say for example your uncle gave you an apartment in say in park lane in london here an expensive area and you were given that as your inheritance and you were given a key that says if you take this key anytime you feel like crashing in town you can just go back there and sleep but you go to london and you are you're looking for a place to sleep you have the key but you refuse to go in there that means you are not following the instructions see what i mean so when we talk about obedience under the new covenant we're not talking about it as we are as a form of works that we're trying to get god to do something obedience in the point of, from the point of view of the new covenant is agreeing with what god said so that we can take advantage of what christ has done we are not trying to obey god to get god to give us something we are obeying god too so that we can take advantage of what god has already done for us in jesus it's like when we talk about lambanoing that you lambano something when the bible says ask and you shall receive ask then you need to receive so if you ask for something and you don't take hold of it i i asked for i'm i'm thirsty i'm thirsty somebody gave me a bottle of water and then I, I have the bottle of water in my in my hand but i refuse to open up the lid and and gulp down the water then i have no lambano it so but if i take the receive the bottle of water open it up and i, I begin to drink then i have received what i asked for right now opening the, that lid and drinking is the obedience to the instruction unless i open the lid of the bottle water will not miraculously flow out of this bottle and come into my tummy it, it won't happen right so when we talk about obedience therefore in the new covenant look at it from that context it's about taking action based on the instruction that god has told you so that you can take advantage of what christ has already done for you all right so this text in verse 5 i'm going to come back to it next week or in two weeks time when we get there because it's absolutely important to see that god says to them you will be my people a special people you will be um a kingdom of priests you'll be a holy nation but that's exactly what god told us in in first peter chapter 2 verse 9 god says but you are a holy nation in that first peter chapter 2 verse 9 there were, there were no conditions like if you obey me essentially he's saying because you are in christ now you are a holy nation now you are a holy nation okay so i'm going to get to this text please don't forget i'm going to go come back to the verse 5 in the future all right okay so let's go back to verse 4 god says you have seen three things that i've done you're seeing what i did to the egyptians you have seen how i carry you on eagle's wings you have seen how i brought you to myself so this phrase born on eagle's wings 
is um is something that basically talks about what god has done for us if you look in deuteronomy chapter 32 verse 11 the bible says like an eagle that stares up its nest and hovers over its young that spreads its wing to catch them and carries them aloft it's talking about the way eagle deals or handles their business all right with their children how do they do that the eag the eagles will do what will stare up the nest a nest is a place of rest a place where it, the, the the baby eaglet is sort of chilling and not caring about life but the nest is stare up when the nest is stare up the eag eaglet has to move right so when god wants you to move to the next level god wants to move from here to the next level from here to there he's got to move you he's got to engineer situations into your life to cause you to move because all of us truth be told we love to chill out we love to say hey man i'm just comfortable here so for example let's say um you've been looking for work for a long time and also you got a job that's so perfect you so it just ticks all the boxes you don't want to leave there. You're 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 not hanging on to the the work God has given you and say, Oh Lord, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. Leave me here. But God is saying to you, child, there are there are characteristics that you still need to develop for the higher heights that I, I want to take you to. So there are some skills that you have to build to in order for me to take you to where I want to take you to. So God moves the nest. In fact, as a matter of fact, I I remember that Bishop T D J did uh, had a had a message about you know about the ego you know uh, it doesn't get out of the nest something like that basically it talks about how the mother eaglet in order to build character and strength and growth for the baby eaglet moves it moves the eaglet how to move the nest and say come on move move out of here and i remember uh, earlier this week the lord was talking to me about growth and lord says to me son you have to grow there are areas you still need to grow and growing means you have to make some investment in your life you have to invest in your own skills you have to invest in your growth you have to invest you have to spend money on yourself to develop certain things in you because of where you are going now i may not be comfortable to want to do that but that's what i have to do so the ego stares up the nest so that eaglets want to move so if you are somebody right now you are too comfortable where you are and when you see the vision in your heart and where you are don't seem to come into it ask yourself the question have you invested in a growth in a growth goal do you have a growth goal that you're working towards this year have you set a goal that this year i'm going to grow in in my spirituality in my work with the lord am i going to grow in you know um in my the number of books i read am i going to grow in the number of money that i save am i going to go financially you know you have to have a growth goal so when the ego stares up the nest is staring up the nest for the eaglet to grow but look at what the ego then also does the ego does not leave the the eaglet after the nest is stirred up and the eaglet is like oh what's going on here the ego never leaves the eaglet the ego hovers over its young the word hover is the word that says to watch over so as the nest is stirred the everlasting eyes of god is watching over you so you might be going through some staring at the moment god is maybe god is staring up to move to the next level trying to get you to expand your viewpoint expand your heart to get more but in the process it's gonna watch over you i have the same experience in my life you know the same experience in my life that god was saying to me son this is the next level i didn't want to take the step you know for example you know the house i'm living in is bigger than i had lived before you know and obviously it's more expensive right but i didn't want to spend I thought, oh man look at that i remember when my wife told me this is how much the house is going to cost and uh, i i didn't sleep <laughs> i didn't sleep on the three o'clock in the morning i just kept thinking oh uh, but, but by three o'clock in the morning the lord impressed upon my heart my heart became so big and said look we can do this and the moment i agreed in my heart that yes we're going to do it the next morning things began to click so at times you might have a goal you might say okay i want to make half a million i want to make two hundred thousand. whatever it is that you want to make a goal you have and god is asking you to take the next step take the next step take the next step yes, to put yourself in an uncomfortable position a little bit then he's saying i'm watching over you please i'm not asking you to do something reckless follow your own heart follow your the conviction in your heart all right but what i'm basically trying to say is that faith expects you to stretch yourself so 
when God says, I'm going to bear you up on eagle's wings, actually he's saying, listen, I'm going to carry you farther than you can ever go by yourself. But God says, you got to move from the nest. You got to move from the nest. You got to move from the nest. You got to stretch yourself, expand yourself, do things that you haven't done before. Those things that you've been saying, I'm going to do them tomorrow. I'm going to do them five in, in, in next year when I'm ready. God says, no, child, is, let's go. Remember, God told us that this year is our year of exceeding growth. But to grow requires you to do what? To stretch yourself, to go beyond where you are right now. So, like an eagle stares up the nest, God stares us up. Stares us up and says, hey, child, let's go. You know, when you win one battle, God says, next. By the way, the Spirit of the Lord in you, you know what he's saying? What next, Papa? What next, Papa? That's what the Spirit of God is saying to you. What next, Papa? It's really like God wants you to grow, to dominate the earth. To dominate means you have to keep conquering one territory after the other. You know, last month was kind of challenging for me. But I said to my wife, I said, when God said reign in life, <laughs> how could you reign without facing an obstacle? You, you, essentially, you cannot claim to have reigned, really, if you have not faced obstacle. So you face an obstacle, but God has promised you that you are going to rise above them. Why? Because he's praying for you. Because his words in your mouth are like what swords that you can use to cut down the enemy praise god so like an eagle stares on the nest god stares you up god says to you child you gotta dream again you gotta dream bigger bigger dream bigger dream you are operating at a low level ah, i have bigger bigger in store for you so i pray for someone today you are starting the month of august you might have cut your dream short you might have thought oh this is, this is the half i really want to go I pray for you by the unction of the Holy Spirit that the Almighty God will remove every layer that's covered your eyes, that there will be an unction that will stir you up at this moment to dream big dreams that you you deserve, to step into the the big place that you deserve, to step into the place that you are that that you are worthy of. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray for you that lines fall onto you now in pleasant places. I pray for you that bigger dreams are coming your way tonight when you. You shall encounter big dreams for your life. You shall see new vision, new dreams, bigger territories, bigger, bigger place for you to conquer, to take in the name of Jesus. Praise God forevermore. I tell you a story about the, the children of Israel. You know, the 12 spies went to spy the land. The book of Numbers, I believe, Numbers chapter 13, they went to spy the land. And you know, 10 of them brought back evil report. The Bible calls evil report. And I kept wondering, what God, why did you call that evil report? Because when the story was recounted back in the book of Hebrews, they called their report evil report. So, 12 people went to spy the land. God gave them the land of Canaan. But in the land that God gave them, there were giants in the land. But God knew that there were giants in the land before God sent them to go to that land. I want you to really pay attention to this. At times we're comfortable in where we are. We're comfortable with the dream or with what we have achieved. We don't want to achieve more. At times we're also afraid of success. We don't want to achieve more. At times we're comfortable where we are. We don't want to achieve more. So success can be fear of success and fear of failure can be a hindrance. But God says, child, I'm staring up the nest for you to go to the next level. Will you go with me on this journey? God gave them the land of Canaan. The land was, the Bible calls the land flowing with milk and honey. It's a, essentially, it's a land of opportunity, a land of abundance, right? They got into that land. God says to them, go and spy the land. Before you occupy the land, go and do a recognize, a reconnaissance expedition to check out the land so that you can see for yourself that the land I promised to give you is indeed a good land. So they went there. They went to the land. They did a reconnaissance exercise there. I think they went there for the 40 days. Um, and they actually brought back, back grapes, big, big grapes that shows how fertile the land was and how beautiful it is. So actually, they got a confirmation that what God has told them is indeed true. But while they were there, they saw the giants. And when they saw the giant, 12 people went saw the giant, but 12 people saw the giant 10 people saw the giant as people that would dominate them. Two people saw the giant as what? Meat for them because of their trust in God. So 
two sets of people enter into the same territory got different results one saw the, the opportunity that God has presented as something that will swallow him or her up or them up the other saw that I can overcome this thing with the help of God two, two sets of people from the same group went into the camp saw two different things the, one that, the ones that saw the place crawling with giants and the Bible said they said to themselves we were like grasshopper in our own eyes the giants did not see them as grasshoppers they saw themselves in their own minds as grasshoppers compared to the giants they saw themselves they perceived themselves as giant as grasshoppers compared to giant you think about giant capital G grasshopper small g giant grasshopper you can see when you look at life as a grasshopper you have a grasshopper mentality and you don't have a giant mentality every challenge you face you will think this is going to take me over this is going to overwhelm me I, I, I better go run I don't have anywhere to go let me just go around and hide but God says I have made you a giant I have made you a giant you are not a grasshopper and this actually in, under the new covenant also relates to us you know because the Bible says, says to us that in the book of Ephesians that we are seated together with Christ in the heavenly places we are here seated with, with Jesus in the heavenly places so in the spiritual realm we are actually seated together with Jesus if you were able to look at yourself right now in the spirit you are seated together with Jesus now if you are seated together with Jesus how could you in God's name be afraid of the devil because the devil is here below is under your feet but you are seated here but if the devil can trick you to make you think you are here and he's here then you are going to be filled with trepidation and that's what happened to those spies the ten of them went there they saw giants they saw themselves as grasshopper and then that vision that they saw which is a flawed vision because they were looking at things with the eyes of the flesh not looking at themselves in the spirit as people who are seated together with Christ right because they saw themselves as not seated together with Christ what happens that picture painted fear in their heart okay so now these people brought back the story that that the stories laden with fear back into the camp they brought the stories back into the camp now what did God do? What happened when they brought the story back? The Bible says they indeed acknowledged. I'm talking about the 10 people now, the first set. I'm going to come back and talk about the second set in a moment. They acknowledged truly that the place was a good land. It's a land flowing with making on it. God did not lie. God says the truth. God says this is what the land is filled with. Then they started to talk about the problems. They started talking about the problems. And they, they didn't talk about the problems from the point of view of the fact that they have God with them. They started talking about the problems from the point of view of the fact that they don't have the power to overcome them. Now, there's a law in the Bible. In the book of Deuteronomy chapter 20, I believe in verse 1 to 3, the Bible says, when you go to wage war with an army that is greater than you, do not look at the number of the armies that they've got, the number of soldiers they've got, because I am God, I am with you. I am in your midst. I am with you. God says to, to them, don't, don't, don't look, don't, <laughs> don't wage war. Don't carry your arsenal based on physical limitation, based on the weaponry of man. I am with you. I am with you. He says, I am greater and bigger than any enemy you may face. So essentially, these people knew about this, this law of God, but they violated it. They started looking at themselves like grasshoppers now but the amazing thing that happened people of god i want to share with you today i know i'm spending a lot of time i might not cover the notes that i've got in here but i believe god sent this message at this point in time first to someone you know what god said to them so the, the the amazing thing with this story that i really want to share with you is about be careful about the people that you allow to lead you when moses selected the people that went to check out the land of Canaan these people the Bible calls them they were leaders of their tribes they were leaders of their tribes well the ten people when they came back they said what God said oh this place is a good land filled with whatever filled with uh, flowing with milk and honey ah, but 
there are giants there the giant they are mighty giants the giant there they are like sons of anarch this giant there they are so big and mighty we were like grasshopper in our own eyes this is a terrible place we are going to die there now they began to vocalize words of death words of fear words of negativity and the bible recorded that because of the words that they were saying because they were leaders of the people because the words they were saying the entire congregation millions and millions of them broke down in tears and began to cry the bible says they wailed all night they wailed all night why because they listened to the voice of the leaders laden with fear if we apply this into your life who is leading you if you have a friend that is leading you or you have the head of the family who is leading you but is always talking about how things are not going to work that person is messing up with your destiny if you have friends that you are hanging out with and they tell you how impossible things are they are messing up with your destiny remember you are responsible for your how your life turns out Galatians, Galatians chapter 6 verse 5 says each one of us must take what absolute responsibility for our own lives so you need to choose your associations very carefully because these leaders they send the people down the pathway where they never got into that land because where they allowed their hearts to embrace fear their heart became laden with fear they began to vituperate words of negativity words of what that would keep them in one place and they never went anywhere so by what of these 10 leaders a whole generation of people got condemned from entering that land that's absolutely powerful so be careful who is leading you be careful of who is speaking over your life if you have a pastor that is always telling you how bad things are or you come into that pastor's uh, sermon and you left there with a lot of fear and trepidation like the world is coming to an end you better check out what you are listening to because the bible says be careful what you hear and be careful how you hear all right let's go back to the stories that is good so two people, two people, Joshua and Caleb, went into the same situation. They brought, up, brought back good reports. The Bible called the report of the 10 people evil report. Why evil? Because it caused the people to miss their destiny. The two other people that came back says, yes, it is true that there are giants there. Now, notice that sentence. They did not deny the uh, the presence of giants they are not living in cuckoo land no they said yes there are giants there but if the lord is with us we are well able to take it let's go their strength is departed from them these guys spoke faith man they began to speak faith began to speak faith where did that come from it came from the trust in the one who bears us up on eagle's wings their faith is premised on the word of god on the on the power of god on the immutability of his counsel today if you are going to challenges i bring you good news that the god who bears us up on eagle's wings send me to tell you this is going to be a great month for you peace please and please do not allow your mouth to say words that contradict what god has said because the devil cannot get you if he cannot get you in the place of your mouth in the book of james the bible says if any one of you is religious but does not breed i think james chapter 3 but does not breed his own tongue does not put his own tongue in check that person's religion is useless shall i say if you don't hold your tongue in check your tongue will ruin you in the book of psalm book of psalm the bible says oh lord keep a watch over my tongue oh lord why did they say that because the tongue the words you speak can either make you or break you your guy says in the book of matthew he says uh, your word will justify you or your word will condemn you your word will set your life in the way it should go or your word will put your life where it shouldn't go so these two people Caleb and Joshua my people my type of guys began to vocalize what they wanted in the face of opposition and contradiction in the face of the giant being there they began to say God is well able to take us there God is well able to give us this land if God has desired that we have this land we are going to get it we are going to have it and people of God guess what God honored those words 
God backed those words that they've set up. God said, these two people alone are going to get into this land. And they did. So why did I bring all of that up? Let's go back to Deuteronomy chapter 32 verse 11. Like an eagle stares up its nest. Staring up the cheek. God is saying, expand. Reach out your hand. Do bigger. He said, no, I'm just comfortable here. I'm just comfortable here. You don't want to stretch. This is our year of exceeding growth. You don't want to stretch. You got to stretch. You got to stretch. The Bible says, God hovers over its young. The eagle hovers over its young. Which means the eagle protects its young. So when God is asking you to go and you feel like, oh, this is going to fall apart. This, this is not going to work. God says, I am watching over you. I am watching over you. Can you dream again? Can you dream again? Can you go forward again and dream big dreams? Because I am watching over you. Then the Bible says, is of the eagle hovers over its young that spreads its wings to catch them. When it looks like you are going to fall over, I, I bring good news to you. You will never fall over. You will never fall over. One of our church members, you know, talks, gave a testimony on Wednesday about how God was able to help her to meet a need in her business. But she said she spoke the word by faith. Now, by the end of this, we're going to pay you. She didn't even know where the money was going to come from. But by Friday, one way or the other, God did what? God met that need. That is what you have to do. You have to speak the word of God in faith. God says, if you shall say unto this mountain, and not doubt in your mind, in your heart, in your heart, and say, be removed and be cast into the sea, it shall be done to you. Which means, don't doubt in your heart. Say what you want. God said, when you say what you want, I watch over my words to perform them. When you say the word of God over any situation, God watches over those words that you have said to make them to come to pass in your life. So the Bible says, this eagle spreads his wing to catch the eaglet before they fall over. And then it carries them. It carries them aloft. What does that mean? It means when the, when the eaglet seems like the eaglet is about to fall off, the eagle swoon, boom, carries and takes them back up. You know what that tells me? You can never, you will never retrogress in this life. I'll say that again. You can never, you will never retrogress in this life. If you are about to make a decision, you think, oh, I'm going down. It's not going to happen. Why? Because God watches over you, spreads, he spreads his wings over you and catch you and catches you rather and takes you up aloft. You are taken back to the position that you desire. The Bible says, he that is from above is above all. He that is from above is above all. Are you joined to the one that is from above? His name is Jesus. Then you are above all. So you, the, you cannot retrogress. A child of God never retrogresses. A child of God never retrogresses. The only way retrogression is going to come is if you believe that the giants are bigger and mightier than you. If you shift your eyes away from the Savior to the turbulence. If you are like Peter, who look at the turbulence of life and say, Oh Lord! Because you, he shifted his attention away from Jesus, then he began to drown. I prophesy over your life. Anything that will make you to want to drown in this season, I rebuke in the name of Jesus. I pro pronounce over your life that the Lord will open new doors for you. Please don't limit God. Don't limit God by thinking small. Don't look at what you have as all that you've got. No, you have the treasures hid in hidden places. The Bible says the, the cattle on a thousand hills belong to your father. You have unlimited resources of God at your disposal. Now, you have to lambano. You have to start to think like a champion. You have to start to think like a winner because that's who you are. The Bible says you are more than conqueror. You are more than, a con more than conquerors, which means, you know, to be a conqueror is one thing. You go into battle, you win the battle, that's a conqueror. But the Bible says you are even more than conqueror. How? Through the grace of God, to the power of God that is working in your life. So, to be carried on eagle's wings, people of God, depicts the picture of how God stretches us by faith and helps us when we are incapable of helping ourselves. It is the incredible story of the grace of God at work in our lives. This story about bearing, up, bearing us upon eagle's wings has nothing to do with works. It has everything to do with what? The grace of God at work in our lives. So, as God led the children of Israel from slavery to freedom 
from slavery in Egypt to freedom, from scarcity to abundance, from lack to the land of promise, from death to life, from helplessness to the heart of God. So God does the same thing for us today under the new covenant. God does, God has done, and God continues to do for us in our lives today to deliver us. So if you need breakthrough today, or you are on the verge of hopelessness, this message that I've preached this morning should encourage you to do what? To trust God, to set your eyes on Him alone, and He will come through for you. Praise God forevermore. So, I believe my time is now up. So, next week, I will start talking about verse 4 again. There are three things to take away from verse 4. You have seen what I did to the Egyptians. You have seen how I carried you on eagle's wings. You have seen how I brought you to myself. Those are the three things that God wants us to focus on this month. Focus on what God has already done for you. Focus on how God has carried you on eagle's wings, which is the supernatural power of grace at work in your life. And how God has brought you to himself. You know, that, that last part, how God has brought you to himself, that's the one I will link back to the fact that you are a royal priesthood. So it looks to me that this is going to be a message preached over the next three weeks. So I think, so, th- so today is part one. We'll do part two, part three, part four over the next uh, couple of weeks as a roundup in the name of Jesus. So, people of God, I've got some an affirmation here that I just want to quickly talk to you about. Just got an affirmation, you know, bearing us up on ego's wings. Now, I'm just going to read the affirmation to you as a roundup. Remember, it seemed to me that I've spoken a lot today about setting your vision right. Think about an ego. An ego has a voracious way i don't know what the, the word voracious is not the right word to use but an ego has a penetrating long-sighted vision so an ego can stand upon a cliff upon the edge of a cliff far off from a fireplace and sees a, a prey in the far distance and honing on that and then the ego can come at incredible speed to catch the prey from that far distance lock onto the vision of the prey on the ground and boom goes at high speed and get it and flapped over so what one prayer i want to pray for you because before i made the affirmation therefore is this that the lord will help each one of us with the vision for our lives that god will give us the the ego kind of vision you know god will remove layers from our eyes things that has held us you know things that have held us down from seeing the bigger picture that god will open up our heart to see that God is still at work, that we have more than enough. Amen. I want to pray with I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. You know, if you need a, a renewed vision for your life, a direction for your life. It doesn't matter whether you are a baby, you are still young, this is gonna work for you. So if you are in a place where you can lay your hands upon your eyes, please do that. If you cannot, because maybe you are driving, you're listening to this, you can put your hands on your chest. And if you cannot, just repeat after me. The key thing is to be engaged with it. Alright? I'm going to pray for you now for clarity of vision. The Bible says, where there is no vision, the people perish. I think that's the book of Habakkuk. Where there's no vision, people perish. So if there's no vision, the people perish. What does that what perish mean? It means to cast off restraint. To cast off restraint. If you if you don't have a vision for your life, you will hang out with the wrong people. You will do what other people are doing. You know, but God wants you to remember there is a purpose for your life. You are not here by mistake, so you should hold your life in high regard. So I'm going to pray for you right now. Put your hands over your over your over your over your eyes as I pray for you, Father, in the name of Jesus. I pray for my brother, and I pray for my sister. I pray for that boy, that girl, that child, that man, that woman, Almighty God, that, that, that listening right now to these words, and that the message they may share today about how it is important for us to see ourselves the way you see us as invoke in their heart the desire to dream big lord therefore right now i join my faith with theirs and i know lord that we are all holding hands together virtually and spiritually and i pray for my brother and i pray for my sister 
I pray for my son, my daughter, my my my, my brother, my sister, my eh, 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 the, the young person who is going to school, the one who is in college, who is about to go to college. I pray for for husband and wives. I pray for brothers and sisters. I pray for uncles and nieces and aunties. I pray for nephews. I pray for all of these people that are connected to me as family, as my spiritual family. Lord, I pray for each one of them right now, Almighty God, that you begin to remove layers. Yes, Lord, you will begin to remove layers that have covered their eyes from seeing their true potential, that they will see themselves, Almighty God, as eagles, meant to be set apart in this world, meant to be riding up upon the heights of this world. Lord, grant all, all of us, Father Lord, the vision that is sharper than that of an eagle, that we can see clearly, Almighty God, that will not drive forward with a blood vision. We will know what we are meant to do. We will not waste our time chasing shadows. In the name of Jesus Christ. Lord Almighty God, I pray for gifts and talents that have either to remain hidden, that haven't come to light. Lord, I speak life right now to those talents. Come alive! Come alive! Come up in the name of Jesus Christ. I decree by the unction of the Holy Ghost that your children, Almighty God, now are being born by your spirit. The Almighty God, they are riding upon the heights of this world in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you for bearing us all up, O Lord, on eagles' wings. It is a new season for us. It's a new day for us. We thank you. We give you praise. We now have new vision. We have greater vision. We know what to do and we follow through with purpose in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for being part of church. I'm so excited that you were able to make it. Now, if you're here and you want to give your life to Jesus, you haven't made Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior. Today is a day of salvation. The Bible said today is a day of salvation. If you hear about this day of salvation, don't say, I'm going to do it tomorrow. And to give your life to Jesus Christ is very simple. What do you have to do? You just got to believe in your heart that he died as you. He died for you. He died and paid the penalty for your sin. And therefore, now since he died and after three days, God raised him from the dead. Now, he's the savior of the world. And the Bible says in the book of Acts, there is therefore now no name given under the heavens that man might be saved. The name Jesus. Now, if you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, the Bible says you are going to be saved. So, if you're ready, I want to lead you into the prayer of salvation. Say with me, Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for dying as me. Thank you for dying for me. I acknowledge that you paid the price for my sins. I'm so grateful that you died as me. Thank you for being my savior. I receive you now as my Lord and my savior. Come into my heart and dwell here. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. So if you say that those prayers, you are now a child of God and your name now has been written in the book of life. You are welcome to the family of my father. Praise God forevermore. Now as you go, where is the affirmation? Say with me, I'm redeemed. I am free from every curse. I belong in the realm of light. And I am no slave to nobody. Amen. Say with me, I am drenched in the love of God. I am God's beloved child. I am worthy of my father's love. Praise God. And finally say with me, I stand without condemnation before God. Because I am mingled in one spirit with the Lord. Since Jesus Christ can never be condemned, I can never be condemned. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Father, Lord, we thank you as we go now. We thank you that you are with us. We thank you that this new week we usher in great tidings of great joy for all of us. In the name of Jesus Christ, we will hear good news. We will partake of good news. In the name of Jesus Christ, we rebuke the enemy this week. We declare that your children will ride upon the height of the world in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you for testimonies that will abound. Lord, we give you praise and we thank you in Jesus' name. We pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. Please remember, midweek service, 6 o'clock. This coming week is going to be metamorphic. I'm going to be looking forward to seeing you there. And 3.30 today, we have communion service. If you can make it, do show up. The Lord is with you. The Lord blesses you. The Lord the Lord's countenance shines upon you. The Lord assures you is shalom. You're blessed and highly favored and I'll be speaking to you another time. God bless you.
Thank you for worshiping with us. We hope you enjoyed the sermon. We were blessed to have you. We hope to see you again on Wednesday for midweek service at 6 p.m. UK time, morning prayers every Saturday at 6 a.m. UK time, and Sunday service at 8 a.m. UK time. The replay for today's service will premiere on YouTube at 10 a.m. UK time. For love offering, kindly use the bank details on your screen or you can scan the QR code on your screen to give via PayPal. We invite you to join our monthly Practicality of Grace series every first Wednesday of the month. The series features discussions with guests who take your questions and show you how to practically apply God's grace in different areas of your life. You can send your anonymous questions to the live chat on the website at www.thelighthouse.org. That is www.thelighthouse.org. Or you can send an email to lights at thelighthouse.org. Would you like us to pray with you? Kindly click the link that pops up in the live chat and fill the form or you can visit our website at www.thelighthouse.org and fill the request form. You can now book a counseling or prayer session with Pastor Davis on Calendly. Visit the link on the website or in the description box and follow the instructions to book a session. Follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and TikTok on the username that is displayed on the screen. Don't forget to comment, like and share our messages. Until next time, remain in your identity in Christ Jesus. Nothing missing, you are 